Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And we want, Lord, to hear your word. May your Holy Spirit speak to all of us, Lord. We open our heart to listen to you. Open our eyes to see what you want us to see. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit of God wants to say. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. We have been talking about submission to authority. We talk about authority. We have learned that authority have been established by God. All the authorities on earth have been established by God, and God has the ultimate authority. Whenever we begin to challenge. The delegated authority on earth here, we are challenging God Himself, and in the eyes of God, challenging authority is very big issue. You know why it's a very big issue, and it's very serious in the eyes of God, because the first sin that come into the world is challenging God's authority. The devil, Lucifer, was an archangel. But he challenged the authority of God, and then he came and told Eve to challenge the authority of God. So the root of the sin in this world is challenging authority or rebellion. I'm going to show you certain passages and scripture, and show you that when we challenge authority, we're going to face judgment. But when we submit to authority, we will be blessed. One of the story in the Bible that I would like to talk about is a story of. Noah, in Genesis chapter nine, verse twenty-one to twenty-seven, talking about Noah. Noah, one day maybe got too depressed or something, and he drank wine. He drank alcohol, and he get drunk, and he became naked on his bed. And what happened? Look at the Bible say. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japhet took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backward, walk backward like this, covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke. From his wine, and knew what his younger son had done to him. Then he said, "Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. He shall be to his brethren." And he said, "Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japhet, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant." You can see this story. We can learn something here. Noah was the man of authority in his house. The dad is the head of the home, and he made a mistake. He got drunk, and he became naked on his bed. His youngest son named Ham did not respect and honor authority. He went in the room and saw naked dad. Instead of covering his dad, instead of praying for his dad, he went out and told everybody. And everybody was Japhet and Shem, his two brothers. And you know what happened? 
these two older brothers learn how to respect the authority. Instead of walking in and laugh at his dad, dad, instead of telling everybody in the whole community, what did they do? They have the blanket behind their shoulder and walk backward. They did not look at the body of their dad and then put the blanket on the dad. When the dad woke up, you can see right away that God judged the sin of coming against his authority more swiftly and more seriously than the sin that come against his holiness. Let me repeat one more time. God deal with the sin of coming against authority more seriously than the sin of coming against his holiness. You know why? Because when you challenge the delegated authority, you are challenging him yourself. What happened? The curse was pronounced on Ham. Ham's descendants, the Canaanites, became servant of the descendant of Japheth and Chem. Until today, you can see that the curse was pronounced because this man sinned against God. I want to really encourage you one thing. Sometimes God wants to test your heart to see whether you are submissive to Him or not. And the way that God tested your heart is to allow the man of authority or the leadership in that institution to make some mistake or to make a wrong decision. Or maybe to be to have some weaknesses that you can see. Noah made a mistake. He got drunk. He sinned. And in that moment, God tested the heart of the three children to see how they're going to respond to the mistake of the leadership or the man of authority. Unfortunately, Ham did not do well. He challenged the authority. He told the brothers. No people who have rebellious spirit rejoice when they see the leadership make mistake. And they will go and tell everybody in society. They will just talking and complaining and showing to people, maybe put in the YouTube, maybe email, telling everybody about the mistake of the leadership. And that is rebellious. No, if we have the right heart, if we have the submissive attitude, when our leaders make mistake, or maybe make a wrong decision, or maybe didn't see something yet, and we know that he not there yet, instead of telling everybody, you should cover that sin with love. You just bring the blanket in and cover and don't talk to anybody. Don't share with anybody. And start to pray for the leader because God can help him later on. You should not rejoice in the mistake. You know why rebellious people rejoice in the mistake of the leadership? Because that is the excuse to say, I don't need to submit under you anymore. I don't need to come under your authority anymore. You make mistake. La, 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 la. I'm not going to submit to you anymore. I'm going to do whatever I want now. You can see that if you have the right heart, you will respond to the mistake of the leadership in the right way. Amen? Sometime ago, I was thinking, how come God used David so much, King David? This young man, God trusted him, wrote the book of Psalm. He really a man that God really anointed him and, and he won all the battles in his generation. David was a man after God's own heart. And if you look at his life, 
you know why God promoted him from being a shepherd, a young boy who took care of the father's sheep, and one day God anointed him to be the king of Israel. There must be something in his heart that God look at. God look at people's heart. I want God to promote you. I want God to really bless you. I want you to get the best that God prepared for your life. And you need to have the heart like King David, the man after God's own heart. You know what? Before he can see your heart, he's going to test you first. Without any test, he will not know what's going on on the inside of you. So he's going to let you go through the test. God put a long test. It's not only three hours test, but 14 years test on David. I remember when I tried to pass the written examination to get national board to become licensed in America. I have to sit at Olympia for three days. And that is a painful experience to sit and try to do all the examination. I just check, 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 check. And thank God I passed the test to get the license to practice here. But David did not have only three-day test, 14 years of experience of the test. What happened? God put David under a bad leadership. His leader was an anointed king named Saul. Saul was anointed. Saul prophesied. Saul really led the country. He was a bad king. He was rebellious against God. He did not do the right thing. He even killed many priests and their children and their wives. Very cold-blood leadership. God put him under King Saul to test before God can promote him into the king of Israel. What happened? King Saul got jealous. You notice that King Saul got disturbed by the distressing spirit many times. David would come and play harp, and then the anointing came, and the evil spirit left him. But King Saul got jealous. One day he just pulled a spear and tried to kill David, but thank God the spear did not touch David. You know what did David do? David said, I'm out of here. He ran away. His wife, Michal, warned him that my dad is going to kill you. So he said, I'm out of here. David did not take revenge. David did not go out and gossip about King Saul. David did not try to gather the soldier and say, we're going to overthrow you. We're going to get rid of you and kill you. You are a bad king. What did David do? David just said, I get out of here. He ran away into the wilderness. 14 years, no home, no family, never met his dad again. He ran from one place to another place. He lived in a cave. He lived in the wilderness. He has no hope, no future for 14 years because this leadership named King Saul gathered the best 3,000 men or soldier to chase after David for 14 years. My dear brother and sister, we need to be careful. Instead of biting each other in the church, fighting each other in the church like King Saul did to David, we should be busy expanding the kingdom of God. At that time, King Saul was busy trying to kill David. He should be busy doing the work of God. You see, when you have the wrong spirit, you're going to be busy doing something else, but not the will of God. David ran away. And look at happened two times in the Bible that David showed that he was a man after God's own heart. He understand God's authority. He submit to authority and then he submit to the delegated authority that God put over him even though that authority was not good. He understand that if he touched the anointed man, the authority of God, he touched God himself. 
He passed the test two times in a row, in two chapters, and that's why God trusted him and promoted him to be leader. My dear brother and sister, if you don't learn how to submit to authority, you will never get authority from God. God cannot promote you to have authority unless you learn how to submit to authority first. Look at one passage in First Samuel chapter 24, verses 1 to 7. Now it happened when Saul had returned from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Take note, David, is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men, chosen men mean the best chosen men, from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the chief foes by the road where there was a cave, and Saul went in to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you. The men of David prophesied. Now God told us. You see, sometimes you may hear something like a very spiritual, like a prophecy. Get rid of the pastor. Overthrow him. Chase him out. This is what the Lord said. Okay, this is what David men say. This is what the Lord say. This is a day which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, and you may do to him as it seemed good to you. But you need to check with the Bible. Every time you hear the word of prophecy, you need to check with the Bible. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened afterward that David's heart, his conscience, Troubled him because he had cut Saul's rope. No, he didn't even kill. He just go and touch the rope and cut off a little bit to touch the anointed one, to challenge the authority. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. This is the first time David knew that King Saul misunderstood him. He wanted to prove to King Saul that he was not rebellious. He did not try to overthrow his throne. He did not try to get rid of King Saul. He was committed and submitted to authority. So he did not kill. He did not touch Saul. He proved. But you know what happened? King Saul did not learn the lesson. Two chapters later on, he's still following David and trying to kill David. And see what happened in First Samuel chapter 26, two chapters later, in verses 8 to 12. Then Abishai, you know, at that time, King Saul followed King David, and God put King David and the whole army of King Saul, God put the whole army of King Saul to sleep, deep sleep, like taking Halcyon or Valium. God put them to sleep. God allowed that to happen. God allowed King Saul to be a bad king. God allowed King Saul to fall asleep and the whole army to test David again one more time. Look at what happened. King David picked the right man named Abishai. And Abishai said like this to David, Ha, this is it. Now is the time we're going to get rid of the bad leader. Now is the time we're going to Get rid of him, and you will prophesy already. You're going to become the king of Israel. He killed so many priests. He's a bad king. Now we need to deliver our country from this bad king. Let me put the spear on him and kill him right now because he fell asleep. Look at 
what happened in that moment two chapters later on. Then Abishai said to David, "God has delivered delivered your enemy into your hand this day. Now, therefore, please let me strike him at once with the spear, right to the earth, and I will not have to strike him a second time." Look at what King David said. David said to Abishai, "Do not destroy him, for who?" Can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed, and be guiltless. David said, "Furthermore, as the Lord lives, the Lord shall strike him, or his day shall come to die, and he shall go out to battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. But please take now the spear and the jug of water that are by his head, and let us go." So David took the spear and the jug of water by Saul's head, and they got away, and no man saw it and knew it or awoke, for they were all asleep because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen on them. David passed the test the second time. He had the chance to get rid of King Saul, but he did not touch the anointed of God. God tested him, and he passed the test. You know what happened? A few chapters later on. When a leader sin against God and does not want to repent, God gonna bring judgment to that leader himself. God want to see that King David will take the matter into his own hand and revenge himself. No, King David said this matter belongs to God. Let God deal with him. And a few chapters later, King Saul was killed in the battle. And many of you may think after King Saul died. King David must throw a big party. No, King David did not throw a big party. King David was sad, grief of the loss of King Saul. He was a godly man. He did not even rejoice of the death of the king. And not only that, he took his children, Jonathan family, into his home and took care of them. And he even composed a love song to sing for King Saul. Wow, what a man! Of God's own heart, in Second Samuel chapter one, they sing the song for King Saul to show love to the king who died. I want to encourage all of you to have the heart of King David. All of us are living on earth here, and we cannot avoid facing the person of authority, the man or woman of authority. No matter where you go. You're gonna have to deal with this issue for the rest of your life. When you go to the football field, you're gonna face the archer in the football field. Okay? You come to church, you're gonna face the archer who stand at the door and tell you what to do. You're gonna face the authority all the time. And this is what the Bible say: If you want to get promotion, how many people want to get promotion from God? How many people want to live the life of the best from God? How many people want God to answer your prayer? If you want God to answer your prayer, you need to really live your life according to the Word of God. God gonna test you. Second Corinthians chapter two verse nine. So to this end, I also wrote that I might put you to the test, whether you are obedient in all things. God say I gonna put you to the test. No matter what, where you go, you're gonna face authority. A speed limit sign on Island Crestway is a sign of authority. A president of the country 
is a sign of authority. Choir members have to submit to the choir leader. A football team has to submit to a coach. Everywhere you go, you're gonna face this issue, and God gonna test you whether you submit to authority or not. The problem of humanity is this: I don't like people to tell me what to do. I'm gonna do my own things, and with that rebellious spirit, we're gonna try to bend the system all the time. So we need to be careful. If we submit to authority, we need to submit to their rules and regulation. You're gonna say like this: Don't tell me what to do. I'm gonna drive as fast as I can. I can sit in this place in this church. I can choose my own chair. Archer, don't touch me. Don't tell me what to do. I'm gonna park wherever I want to park. Even the government said, "Don't park down the road down there." I'm gonna park down there. Who cares? I'm gonna do whatever I want. Archer, I have been in this church before you were born. You so young kid. Don't tell me where to sit. I know what I'm doing. That is the problem. That's why that rebellious attitude keep you from receiving the best from God. That rebellious attitude keep you from being blessed by God. And many people complain, "Why God never answer my prayer? Why I never get out from this rut?" You know why? This little thing of your life rebellion. You never submit to authority. If you don't learn to how to submit to authority, you will never receive the position of authority. You need to pass this test. Submit to authority. When when I say submit to authority, I don't mean that you submit to the authority and turn around and you complain. Maybe your boss tell you to stay late today to work a little bit overtime. You say yes, I do it. But when you go home, I'm gonna write a letter of complaint to the CEO. You did it. You submit, but you don't submit in your heart, and that action doesn't count in the eyes of God. When you submit, you need to submit with the right attitude. If you want to pass the test of submitting to authority, you need to submit with the right attitude. Amen. You say to God, God, I don't understand this command. I don't agree with this command. But I'm gonna come under that authority anyway for you. If you're going to pass that test, you're gonna go pass that test by being submissive in your heart here. Swallow your pride and submit to authority. Amen. Maybe your boss tell you to take a package to a customer, and you say, "Boss, you don't understand. My plan of the whole day has been done. I don't have time to do this. Why you tell me to bring this package to your customer?" And you go home and you begin to complain to your wife. My boss is a nasty boss. That is not a real submission, because you still have the attitude on the inside of you. If you're going to submit, let's do it with a proper attitude and pass the test. I read this scripture one more time to remind you. Romans chapter 13 verses 1 to 3. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Notice that God is the one who established every authority. The parking attendant receive authority from God. The usher in the church receive the authority from God. 
when you went into the movie theater, the usher in that movie theater received authority from God. I remember I went to watch a movie. The usher walked in, be quiet. I closed my mouth right away. I did not talk because that authority come from God, that usher of that movie theater. Amen. We may not agree with everything they say. We may think, who are you telling me to be quiet? I'm going to talk. I'm going to continue to talk. But God has established that authority in that place. This is the reality of life. We're going to have to deal with people, rules, regulations, and procedures all the time. Whether we don't like it or not, or we like it or not, or we understand or not, but if we want to experience the best of God, we get to learn how to come under the authority and respect those leaders. We must come with a submissive attitude and be submissive like we do to the Lord. Even the boss tells you what to do and you don't like it, you say, you know, God, I'm going to do this unto you. I'm going to do this for your sake. When the usher tells me to sit at that corner, I'm going to sit there for your sake. I'm going to submit to the authority of the usher because the usher received authority from the pastor to take care of the meeting. Maybe you pull out the camera and you want to take picture in the meeting and the usher say, like this, and you put the camera down. You say, who are you? You are younger than me. You don't know. I graduated from master degree and you're just a kid in the high school. No, they have authority in the meeting as the usher. Amen? If we don't obey the authority, we don't obey God himself and we're going to face judgment. Amen? When we speed down on the highway, we are disobeying God, not just the city rules. We need to follow the city rules. Maybe you walk into the, a property and there is a sign that don't walk through the grass. And you say, I don't care about this sign. I'm going to walk through the grass so that I can make a shortcut to the door. So that is challenging authority or the rules and regulations and procedure of that building. You coming against authority in that building. Amen. So you have to be careful. Maybe some of you may do like this, like me in the past. I say, I like to drive 70 miles per hour on the freeway. You know, God, I hurry to go to church. I need to go to meet my chief. I need to teach them the Bible. I hurry up. Time is valuable. So I'm going to speed 70 miles an hour. God, you understand me. I break this rule so that I can serve you. Some people can quote God to break the rule. And they can even quote the Bible. I may say, you know, God, thank, thank Paul that he wrote in the Bible, we are not under the law anymore. So I can break this law of the country. Well, we are not under the law, but actually it's a wrong interpretation of the Bible. You can quote any scripture to come and please make you want to do whatever you want. And only that, some of you may pray like this, God, you know, I need to speed right now to go to church. Could you please tell me discernment where, which hill the police officer is parking the car so I can slow down? And God, if I get caught, could you please show grace and mercy to me that they will let me go? Don't quote God. Don't pray something like that to break the rules and regulations and challenge the authority. Amen? Because if you don't learn how to submit to authority, the position of authority, you will never get that authority from God. God cannot trust you. Swallow your pride and learn to come under authority. Amen? Some of you may say, you know, my company tell me that I need to show up at 8 o'clock. 
You say, I don't need to. I can show up 15 minutes late. Who care? I can do whatever I want. The parking attendant tell me to park there. I'm gonna park in the non-parking zone. Who care? I don't care. I do whatever I want. Many people, this problem is a major issue in their life, and they never get blessed by God because they keep challenging authority. They keep breaking the rule and regulations and challenging the procedure of any institution they go to. And this little, little look like little issue cause them to have a big problem. Some people never fulfill the destiny of their life, never get the best of their life. For example, they come to a good church, they walk in, and then the archer come. Hi, I like you to sit over there. And you look, archer, why you tell me this? I'm gonna sit over there. I don't care. I don't want to come back to this church anymore. And you know what happened? They miss what God want them to receive that day. They just walk out. I remember one time I went to a church in Oklahoma. And I became fainted because I was running. I was lying on the floor in front of the door of the church, and the usher come out. Get up! You cannot lie like this. In my heart, I was thinking, "He has no mercy on me. I was fainting, but I still have to obey the authority because he has authority over there." I didn't argue. I did not have a bad spirit. I did not walk back to my car and drove out back to my hotel. I still went into the meeting and God touched me, because I did not challenge the authority or the usher of that church. Don't carry around yourself with the attitude of "Don't tell me what to do," because that attitude gonna damage your life, your children, and your grandchildren in the long term. Don't walk around like that. Look deep inside. God look at your heart inside. Maybe you complain like this. You go to office, and suddenly your boss tell you, "From now on, we're gonna have a, you have to clock in." And you say, "Clock in? I don't want to do that." You know, people who really submit to authority have no problem with clocking in, but people who are rebellious, they clock in. They they're gonna complain that why they have to clock in because I want to come late. I don't like to clock in, and they may start to complain like this. You know, I never be late. My car parked in the property of my company at exactly 8 a.m. But I just show up at the desk at 8:15. I'm on time. That is rebellious spirit. Uh, remember this: they pay your salary. Whether the rule of that company you like it or not, you need to follow the rules and submit to the manager, the CEO, and authority in that company. Swallow your pride. And submit to authority in that company. A lot of people find some reason to complain and to be rebellious, and to always find a problem in that company and complain. My dear brother, sister, let's change our life and say, "I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to submit to authority of that organization, the rules and regulation of that nation and that country. I'm going to do what they say. Submit to authority." There are two issues in our life that cause us to be rebellious. Number one, pride. Pride means don't tell me what to do. I know better. Second problem that we need to repent if we cannot submit to authority is insecure, insecurity. If I submit, I may be weak, and I may not be a man. I cannot submit. I need to show that I'm a man. I have big muscle. 
my dear brother and sister, actually submitting to authority is a mark of a mature man. You know who you are in Christ. You know that when you submit to authority, you submit to God. You show that you are a mature man and a woman of God. It might not seem fair when you submit, but you are mature in the eyes of God. You are not prideful. You are not insecure. You know that God is going to bless you and be on your side when you submit to authority. Don't throw a fit when people tell you what to do in that place. Amen? Because if you keep disobeying and disrespecting the authority, you are challenging God himself. Don't have the rebellious attitude to always try to break the system, try to bend the rule. I'm going to do my own thing, my own way. Don't tell me where to sit. Some Christian walk into the church and begin to praise God. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made, and turn around, God bless you, God bless you. But when they walk into the parking lot or walk to the usher who tell them what to do, they want to chew that usher up. And then they drive out of the parking lot. They start to drive 50 miles per hour on the road that labels 30 miles per hour. But on Sunday, they say, bless the name of the Lord. That is not a good witness. You bless the Lord on Sunday, but you rebel against authority all the days of your life. That stronghold of rebellion needs to be get rid of. Amen? A lot of people stay in mediocrity. All the days of their life, never get to the top and to the best, the best promotion of God because of this little issue, rebellion. The Bible says, the little foxes spoil the wise. This little issue really keep you in mediocrity, keep you in less than the best that God wants you to be. Don't say, I am the exception of the rule in this company. They have to come on time and leave on time. I'm going to come late and leave late. The company said, don't use the phone to call personal issue or the long distance. I'm going to call long distance. I have been in this company long enough. I'm going to do whatever I want. Don't break the rule. Don't be an exception. I remember when I, uh, the Overlake Hospital told me that I cannot bring my computer back into the operating room. At the beginning, I was a little bit upset because I need to work. But I need to obey the rule. I just leave the back outside and carry all of my computer and all the light into the operating room. I still need to submit to authority of that hospital because that is the rule of the hospital. I cannot say, do you know I have been neurosurgeon in this hospital for 15 years? You cannot tell me what to do. I bring a lot of, many million dollars to this hospital. Do you know that? Get out of here. I'm going to bring my computer back anyway. That is not a good witness. After all, what kind of witness are you? Do people see you speeding on the freeway? Do people in your office see you complaining and gossiping about your boss all the time? Are you a good witness? It will be very sad if the nurses in the hospital and people, my patients who know that I'm a Christian doctor and a pastor of a local church, see me speeding on the freeway, complaining when the elevator doesn't work and I have to walk upstairs and complaining about new system in the hospital. I was not a good witness. People watch your life more than listen to your sermon. Let me repeat one more time. You're preaching, they don't listen. They watch your life. Are you doing what you should do? 
because you need to be ambassador of Christ. Amen. Don't throw a fit when the rule of the company change and say, "I'm gonna do my own way. I'm gonna do this way. I don't care anymore." Some of you may say, "This is little thing." That line say express lane 12 items, and you walk in with the 37 items, and when you get there, you say, "I'm sorry, I count it wrong." <laughs> that is breaking the rule. You challenge authority of the QFC or the Safeway. I'm a senior pastor of this church. But when I go on the freeway, I have to submit to authority of the government. I'm a senior pastor of this church, but when I go to movie theater, I need to submit to authority of that movie theater. When I go to a swimming pool, I'm a senior pastor of this church, but when I go to a swimming pool, and they say, no drinks here on a swimming pool, I don't walk in with a towel in my hand and a, a cup of Dr. Pepper under my towel. And say, I'm a senior pastor of New Hope National Church. I can have a cup of Dr. Pepper. No. Some of us try to break the rule all the time. They say, no children under 16. And you walk in to that place with a son 10 years old. And you say, you know, by the way, my son looks kind of young. Don't do that. Don't break the rule. Because you submit to authority of that place. You come from America. You have nice building, nice church, two, three hundred members, nice, uh, good, good side church. One day you may go to a mission trip to another foreign land. You walk in, wow, this is a hut. This is shaggy place. The pastor have only ten members. And you walk in like a big shot. Pastor, you need to listen to me. I come from a big church in America. We have everything. We have drum. We have keyboard. You know, you do the wrong thing here. Your culture is wrong. You need to follow my culture, my tradition in my church. You need to do this. Don't do that. When you go to a foreign land as a missionary, you submit to the pastor of that place. And say, Pastor, even though you have 10 members, I have 200 members, what can I serve you? I'm going to respect your culture and tradition here. I'm not going to come and break your rule. I submit to you. When you go to somebody's home, you go to somebody's territory, maybe another office, you walk in, they don't do like the way I do in my office. I don't like this. I don't care. I'm going to do my own way. You may walk into somebody's home, and that somebody's home take off the shoes before walking to the house. And you walk in, what? I need to wear my shoes. I don't want to see people to see hole in my socks. I'm not going to take off my shoes. I'm going to do the way I do in my house. No. You respect the authority of that house. Amen? You need to respect authority of that office. No matter where you go, you cannot bring your own rule to that place because that is not your place anyway. It's that place. You need to respect the place. Don't do your own things. God will not tell you to do something else that is different from what he told the leadership of that place to do. Let me repeat one more time. God will not tell you to do something in that new place that is different from the pastor or the leaders or the officer of that place is doing. God is not conflicting himself. If you have the different idea when you go into some places like other churches, other homes, other offices, and you have some different idea from the leadership in that place, what you should do. You should not go in and say, I'm going to do my own way. You should go to that leader and say, leader, pastor or 
Mr. So-and-so, you know, I have another idea. What do you think? You can go home and think about it. But you still need to submit to the rules, regulations, procedure, and principle of that place. Don't go and challenge them. Amen? Respect, honor, and submit to authority. How about in the home? My wife, Pastor Da, is a very beautiful and very smart woman. She has a very good personality. And most of the time when we talk about something, we agree 99% of the time. 99%. The way we buy home, the way we buy car, we always pick the right color, the same color together, the same house together. We almost 99%, but sometimes 1% we don't agree. And I would say to Pastor Da, Da, you know, I know what you think, but this issue, I really, really don't agree with you. And Pastor Da always say, Honey, you are the head of this household. You can make decision. I let you make decision. And eventually, I did it. But two weeks later, she said, So, I told you. <laughs> I make a mistake. <laughs> I should have listened to my wife. <laughs> In marriage, somebody needs to make a decision. And God holds the husband or the man responsible for the decision in the house. The wife let the husband make decision. But it doesn't mean that you are not equal. Husband and wife are equal. You can throw the idea and talk equally. But at the bottom line, the husband needs to make a decision. Amen? But a good husband will always listen, respect, and understand the comment of the wife. A lot of husbands like this scripture very much. It's, a, it's the favorite scripture of most husbands. Wives... Submit to your husband. But a lot of husbands never submit to God. That's the problem. Husband, we need to love, respect, and listen to our wife. How many husbands want to be king? How many men in this room want to be king in your home? You want to be a king? That's a good decision. Therefore, you need to treat your wife as a queen. You cannot be king and a servant. King. And the queen. Treat her as a queen. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Submitting to you, husband, it doesn't mean that you blow your wife off all the time. You run over her like a doormat. And you just look down on her all the time. You need to treat her with respect. A man say like this. He, he just boasting to his church friend. You know, I, I'm the boss in my house. I am the head of the household. I run things in my home. Once he say that, his wife walk in and he say like this, I run the vacuum. I run the lawnmower. I run the dishwasher as well. So when the wife walk in, he change his word. Okay, I'm going to end this sermon. I ask you, how do you respond to the authority in your life? Do you swallow your pride and submit to authority? Or you have a defying, rebellious attitude? Don't tell me what to do. If you have a rebellious attitude, God cannot bless you. For some of you, this problem is the only thing that keeps you in mediocrity, in substandard life, instead of going to higher promotion of God. Just swallow your pride, respect authority, follow the rules and regulations, and do the right thing. 
and God gonna bless you and promote you. Remember this: when you disobey authority, you disobey God. It may not be a big thing, maybe just small thing. You late at work for 15 minutes, but it will stop you from receiving the best from God. Deal with this small thing right now. Amen. Make a decision to humble yourself and submit to authority. Amen. Be a good example to other people. Don't tell your kids, "Oh, you need to listen to your teacher." But when you come to church, you talk bad about your pastor. Your kids gonna look at you and say, "I'm not gonna listen to my teacher either," because you do the same thing. Let me tell you this: there is no limit to what God can bless you and do to you. God has so much thing to install in heaven for you to bless you and promote you and give you the best. If only. You just go along with him and submit to authority, and listen to this teaching, and do it. And from now on, you're gonna go to the highest, the best that God has prepared for you, the best of God. Amen. He will promote you, he will bless you, and he will give you all the blessing. He will answer your prayer. Amen. How many receive the word of God today? I believe you receive. I'm done with authority today. Done. Are you glad? Praise God. <clears throat> Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word, and we believe, Father, that this word will change our life from today on. The members of New Hope International Church. Will be humble people, submitting themselves to the delegate of authority. There will not be people who always bend the system, and break the rules and regulations, but they will submit and get the best from God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street. Mercer Island, Washington, nine eight zero four zero. Thank you very much. 